Good afternoon, everybody. We are back, RWV Live. I'm Chesley, and I'm here with Pastor Mary Jane Pigeon. We're here in the wonderful sanctuary of West Houston Christian Center, where Pastor Mary Jean is actually a founding pastor. And so we just welcome you in, and we're so glad that you're here. Thank you all for joining us each week and just getting into the Word of God with us. It, it's just a really powerful time, and I'm so grateful and so blessed for the multitude of opportunities that we have access to, to just grow in God's Word. Um, I missed you all last week. I was actually away with my husband and pastors Jack C. and Pastor Michelle, the senior pastors here. Uh, we were at a minister's conference, and so that was just another opportunity to mm -hmm. um, just get fed the Word of God and, and to just um, glean from other ministers. And so that's just a blessing. And, and this is um, just added to that each week. I know that it's blessing me. It's blessing my life and, and growing me in the Word. So we just welcome you. We're glad you're here. I wanted to mention one thing. Um, we have talked about this little booklet uh, by Pastor Mary Jean. It's called Above Reproach. And so we are going to actually be giving away 12 of these booklets. So the first 12 people that send us... Um, your mailing address. We would be more than happy to bless you with one of these. It will it will really have a, a an awesome impact on your life. So send us a send us an email or through Facebook your mailing address, and we'll get that out to you. And I think Pastor Mary Jean is just going to kind of refresh us and update us on what I missed last week <laughs> and where you all were last week with her. Well, welcome. Glad mm -hmm. to be back with you this week. Also, um, I was just thinking about what all we have talked about since we even started these episodes. Mm -hmm. We call them episodes and they're all online. <laughs> yes. Uh, either on YouTube or our restoration of women's virtues. Mm -hmm. So um, we're building a little bit of a library there. Yes. <clears throat> but we started off talking about the purpose, position and power of the woman. And then we um, got into the, the strength of the woman's influence and how powerful our influence is. We, we did some episodes on that. We got into from that, realizing that as women with a powerful influence, <clears throat> we're more verbally equipped. Mm -hmm. And so we, we like to talk and we were brought forth to talk, yes. to declare and tell. And um, from that, we got into the power of the tongue and then the power that's in God's word to put it, in, put it on our tongue. And now we're into, <clears throat> excuse me, the power of prayer. Amen. And then as we got into the power of prayer, Chester, we discovered we have this giant enemy mm. of our souls and his name, we call him a Goliath. We were taking some of this from 1 Samuel 17 with David fighting Goliath. Yes. And I was recalling the day that <clears throat> I was reading in 1 Samuel 17, just sitting at my desk one day at home, reading in 1 Samuel 17 and realized that when Goliath defied the armies of the living of Israel, that, that all the definitions of that word, I had experienced that also mm -hmm. as a, not just as a woman, but as a woman minister. Because, mm -hmm. you know, some people don't believe women ought to be preaching or <laughs> teaching or anything like that. And those are um, many scriptures that have been uh, corrupted, if you will. They've mm -hmm. not been explained right. But if you get this book, they'll be explained a little more Amen. for you or this book right here. <laughs> And so um, uh, the purpose, position, and power of the woman is my testimony of learning some of these things mm -hmm. and helping me just, my original question was, Lord, how do you want to live your life through me as a female? Amen. And answering that. And then the woman imagined is the workbook to 
um, help the other person look up the scriptures and understand what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, when you get a, a you have an image in your spirit, it's hard to put it into words so somebody else can mm-hmm. understand it. So uh, we'll just stick to the word of God there. So <laughs> looking at uh, the enemy that we've discovered this enemy and we, we got into discussing mm-hmm. uh, the principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, how vicious our enemy right. is. Right. And I think we're seeing some of that today yes, in our world. Mm-hmm and how vicious our enemy is, and that there is a giant enemy uh, that relates to Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, and we call it reproach, which is what this little booklet's about. This little booklet comes out of this, it's a chapter really out of, out of this book right here, but we've been discussing that, this, this, uh, this giant Goliath of reproach, what it is, where it comes from, and how to deal with it. We, we, we are going to have an answer when this is all done as to how to deal with this Amen. giant spirit. But I was telling you that the first scripture that we're going to look at is Revelations 12, 10. We finished, we finished up with it last week. And um, this has just been really uh, uh, speaking to me, especially in dealing with this giant spirit called Goliath. Uh, in Revelations 12, 10 and 11, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation. Now has come strength. Now has come the kingdom of our God. Now has come the power of his Christ. You could just put that now has come in all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. So um, now has come salvation. Salvation covers everything we need. It covers our finances. Our, it's our healthcare system. It's our Amen. financial system. It keeps us out of hell and takes us to heaven one day. Mm-hmm. But it's it keeps you. It's protection. Right. It's, it's your peace. secret place with God in a day of trouble. Yeah. Uh, it's a hiding place. That's your salvation. Is a full package, and strength there is um, dunamis. It's a, a miracle working power of God. And the kingdom of our God would be the royal rule and reign of God himself. Mm-hmm. And then the power of his Christ. This is what really struck me. The word power there is the word for authority. It's not the word for miracle working power. Mm-hmm. It's a word for authority, which is a type of power. Right. And so the power of his Christ, his anointing, which would be his presence, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, reminded that in his presence, there's fullness of joy, but he inhabits the praises of his people. That's Amen. something I'm kind of investigating mm-hmm. now is that the, he, he inhabits the praises of his people. And when he sent the praisers out in Second Chronicles 20, uh, it caused the enemy to turn on himself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying, Lord, I want to know what kind of praise is that? Yeah. It's the Tehalal or whatever. Do you know the different words no. for praise? Mm-mm. Well, um, she is a praiser, I'll, so I'll I thought maybe that. she would know. <laughs> but um, I just, there, there's, we're supposed to be praising right now in our land. Amen. This is what we need to be doing is yeah. really praising the That's Lord. True. And I said, Lord, I want to get to that level of praise that brings you, your presence in that mm-hmm. causes the enemy to turn on himself. Yeah. Amen. That's what we need, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So anyway, when we pull down the accuser of the brethren, because it says, uh, the acute, for the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused him before our God day and night. So the accuser of the brethren, we'll see as we go on a little bit, 
how that reproach spirit, what it means. It means to shame and to um, uh, give little regard to or neglect, to treat as an unworthy person. Mm. <clears throat> and so that really has spoken to me, Revelations 12, 10 and 11, as to how important it is for you and I to shut that thing up in our yes. head, yeah. you know, and to um, not listen, mm -hmm. just not listen. Uh, I was reminded this morning that uh, Jesus, for the joy, kept his eye on the joy set before him, mm -hmm. despising the shame, which is yeah. what, despising the reproach. Right. He kept his eye on the joy set before him, despising the shame. Well, despising means to think against. Mm. So really, it, it's kind of uh, funny that what God is telling you, just turn that thing around and shoot it back at him. Amen. You know? And I think the best way to do that <clears throat> is just going back to one of the phrases or statements that you've made a few times about, you know, if you're not saying anything Thank bad, God. that's good. <laughs> that's but if you're not saying anything good, that's bad. bad. So that's one way to alter our thinking and right. say out of our mouth, you know, when the enemy starts to, I mean, when you read that, to disregard, pay no attention, treat as unworthy, how often do we walk around not even realizing that we're kind of feeling that way over a, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so to despise that would be to say, no, I am worthy. And if, the, if there's one thing that we can remind ourselves of our worth, it's not about how great we are in ourselves, no. but Jesus died for me. I know. Jesus died for you. So that's... And His righteousness is on the inside of us. That's right. So, so how if, can we talk against exactly. that? <laughs> so we despise that shame by just declaring Jesus died Amen. for me and His righteousness. I am His righteousness Amen. in Christ. And so take that devil. Yeah. Take that Goliath. <laughs> well, you know, literally, we, we'll probably get to it later. But that's when David took uh, the revelation of that. Mm -hmm. He took those five smooth stones... Mm -hmm. And uh, in, in the book of Revelation, Jesus promises to him who overcomes, I will give a white stone. Mm -hmm. And the word stone there, it means to be handled and over and over and over again. So you would be smoothing hmm. it out. Okay. So it's something that's been, you, you've used it before. Right. So when David picked up five smooth stones and put them in his little, I like to call, we all have a little God bag. Uh-huh. When he took them and put them in that little God bag that he has, uh, he picked up those five smooth stones. That was a revelation. Mm. And five so is the number for grace. Mm-hmm. So David took his revelation of God's grace wow. and he shot that, he put that stone, he brought down those high things. Right. I mean, Goliath was a high thing, mm -hmm. but he brought down the high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of mm -hmm. God. That's, that's a picture story of a real battle. Amen. But in our life, we pull down high things mm -hmm. and we can do it with our words. Yes. Amen. <clears throat> and remember, when you put words out there, like saying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If there is a weapon coming against you, mm -hmm. then you speak out what you just did. And the word of God goes out and swallows it up. Right. Because the word is life. It's alive. And Amen. life swallows up death. Amen. Or, or takes the victory over death. Hallelujah. So we have hope <laughs> and a future. Yes. You know, we really do. Yes. So anyway, I'm, I'm real enthralled with Revelations 12, 10 and, 10 and 11. And it said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. Mm. And so the blood of the lamb is so powerful. Yeah. And the word of our testimony. And that's how we t pull down the giants in our life. 
The next one is, um, I was reminded that we are facing a well-trained army. <laughs> and we looked at in, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, that this has always um, been an interesting scripture for me uh, from Rick Renner's teaching, mm -hmm. you know. And he says, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And the word finally, uh, he said there, means if you don't remember anything else I've said, <laughs> remember this. Yeah, at least take this. Yeah, and if we stop and think this through, the whole book of Ephesians is talking about the riches and glory mm -hmm. and how we're raised up and seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Right. And we have his riches and glory. In fact, Paul even says, pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God mm -hmm. that the eyes of your understanding be opened. Mm -hmm. So you can see these right. riches in glory. You know, Amen. we need to be able to see them. But then he gets to Ephesians 6 and says, finally, my brethren. And he's saying, if you don't remember anything else, if you don't remember about all the riches in glory or anything mm -hmm. else, remember there's a warfare going on. Yeah. Because he's leading into uh, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. Well, again, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that word against means it's the same thing in John 1 that says in the beginning was the word and the word was with. The word was face to face with God. Mm -hmm. Face to When you're yeah. in the word... <laughs> We are face to face with God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Gee, I mean, <laughs> we could just go out and lay in the sunshine chest. They suck our thumb and pull our hair. <laughs> I always think of a little girl just in the, just in the what, what was it? Jenny Stinson used to say, "A fat little pig in the sunshine." <laughs> this word is rich. Yes, it's like having it is. death by chocolate. It's just so rich <laughs> that we can come face to face with the Father. Yeah. Amen. He's good. Yeah, and he made all of that available for us. I have us to preach myself happy here. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So we're in this battle, and these are vicious demonic powers that mm. we are fighting against. And it's real important. We've looked at a lot through uh, our different episodes about order, being in the bright order. Yes. That's why purpose, position, mm -hmm. and power of the woman. What was she originally brought forth for? And what's her position mm -hmm. in that? Actually, I know you... I'll just throw this in there. Uh, really, I think women are called to manifest the power of submission. <laughs> it's not a dirty word. It's a power word. Yeah, and I always go back to Jesus submitted himself unto, the, unto death mm -hmm. and changed the universe forever. Yeah. Amen. So don't think that, you know, sometimes we think, what about me? Well, I don't have to do that. Well, I don't, I don't. Well, just stop and think the power that's going to be released right. in you doing that mm -hmm. and submitting or, or pulling back and coming up and, and helping somebody right. else make it. It can alter a whole situation. It can totally change For the course. For eternity. Yeah, that's true. It's a powerful thing. And I think we've been blessed as women, female, made in the image of God. We've been blessed with that, that calling. Mm-hmm. And instead, the devil has lied to us and twisted it and yeah. made it seem like that makes me less than a person, less than. I'm not as good as them. I'm right. not as. 
as important as them. Well, no, that's that spirit of reproach that's right. been on us. Yeah, amen. So we rebuke that thing in yes. Jesus' name. <laughs> so the weapons of our warfare, Second Corinthians ten four. the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought yes. That's, I to love the that obedience verse. of Christ. I was just thinking when I'm reading this, can you recall a time in your life when uh, you cast down and you saw a difference after you had, oh, absolutely. After, you had obeyed the, uh, uh, after you had obeyed that? Yes, for sure. I mean, that's, I, I remember sharing before, I love that verse. And when it says that we can bring every thought into captivity, captivity it's, God wouldn't say that if we didn't have that ability. And I think a lot of people think like, well, we can't help what goes on in our minds. Yeah. We can't but help you, what we think or can. what we feel, but we can. We have total control there. We just don't and, want to all the time because right. it's easier just to let it flow, but yeah. we can we can mm -hmm. do it. Yeah, and I think that if you're, I don't know if I can share a detailed specific time, but just the general idea of um, recognizing that I do have control over my thoughts and the way that we think about a situation yeah. or a person has so much to do. So sometimes I think we try to work and strive for God to change a situation. And really all we need to do is just change Tweak how we're it. thinking. And it could be just a really slight difference. Right. I like to say he takes, he makes a little paradigm shift. Right. Just a little tweak. Mm -hmm. And you're going, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I, I remember listening to a parenting teaching about... Uh, <laughs> really learning to not think of our kids as like, oh, if I could just get through this phase. Oh, if I could just get yeah. through, you know, like like as if the goal is just to get them out of your house. But instead, <laughs> <I know>. to, <laughs> instead of really enjoy them while they're right. there. But instead to look at them as as the the bows, the, as the arrows in our quiver. quiver and, yeah. and like we are directing them. We get the honor and the privilege. And so to be able to see them and think of them the way that God designed and it, an extension it totally really of, well, they're not in, uh, never mind. <laughs> That's t too much. What we tend to do is make it an extension of ourselves, but they are a part of your fruit, right? They are. And, mm. and our faith yeah, right, and our heritage. Right, your faith so if we start to think of them that way and set our minds and it, it just changes, it changes everything. The yeah. way we think it, just right. changes it does. Everything. It yeah. does. It does. That's why we renew our minds. <laughs> I remember uh, uh, talking about casting down imaginations and every high thing. One day sitting at the at the table, and I was kind of, uh, I like to say, blubbering in my coffee. Mm -hmm. I think if people listen to me too much, they think that's all I do is blubber in my coffee, <laughs> but I don't. I just was having a down moment that morning. And I was sitting there just kind of warding off depression, I guess, or something. And, and finally, the Lord said, it's like he reached over and patted. It's like he was sitting in the chair and I'm sitting in the chair. Mm -hmm. And he reached over and patted my hand and said, Mary Jean, I'll sit here with you all day yeah. and let you cry. But if you want to win, mm -hmm. you rise up and resist the devil and he Amen. will flee from you. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Yeah. He's, so, I mean, it's not that he's not empathetic, but right. if you're going to win a victory and be an overcomer, mm -hmm. you're going to have to push back. Right. That's tough sometimes. It is. But it's easier to cry. 
It is. <laughs> but man, when we get that, that little oomph of, yeah, I can do this. God mm-hmm. is with me. He's for me. He's in me. He's And really you know. once you push back on just, just start making confessions of faith, mm-hmm. confessions of faith, you're pushing back, you're pushing back. Pretty soon that thing lifts. Yeah. And you're so glad you did. Yes. Amen. I agree. <laughs> so the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And here's the next slide that says, and it's the next scripture, <clears throat> which is not mentioned very often, mm-hmm. but it says, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Oh, so we have to obey? Well, our obedience is casting down the imaginations, doing what he says, using the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, cast down all reasonings. Mm -hmm. Today's a good day in the world, in the United States today, with all that's going on with elections and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's a good day to cast down those imaginations and all reasonings and stay with your faith. Amen. Everything that comes against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity our thoughts and I believe the church really is doing a, is doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, what's happening is awakening the church. I Amen. believe. I believe we're all waking up. And the, and I don't know if you ever saw that movie about World War II with the Japanese said, "I, I fear we have awakened a sleeping giant." <laughs> I don't know that one. If the devil had known, yeah. If he had only known, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Yep. He'd have known what was coming after him mm-hmm. after that. Because now there's millions of Jesuses going right. Amen. coming against him. Having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So that's like God saying, I'm standing here waiting. You do your part mm-hmm. and I'll be faithful to do my part. Yep. But I can't do my part until you've done your part because right. that's not the way the system works. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. So... Uh, a lot of times people say, well, but God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Yes, he is sovereign. We're not taking away his sovereignty, but he has sovereignly designed a system. Right. And that's all we're doing. We're coming into agreement with his system. Mm-hmm. He's it's not a liar. The kingdom so system. He, it's like when people want to go against and say, well, he's, you know, what about the mercy? What about the grace? But it can't be to the point that it makes him a liar and, and his basic foundational truths right. are twisted right. or defiled. That's He's, true. He can't lie. And don't put him in a position to where he has to turn against his own value system right. in order to reach you. You position yourself to him. Mm-hmm. Don't expect him to position himself to you. Right. You know? Yeah. So uh, then in First Samuel 17, we, we will see that Goliath's name, the, the name Goliath means, and I, I think today, Chessie, all that's going on on the earth is unveiling a lot of fraud that's been going on, mm-hmm. a lot of deceptions, a lot of uh, Ill, illegal things that have been going on, mm-hmm. and it's all coming to light. Right. So this Goliath is shining a light on that. Goliath shined a light. His name means to um, strip or unveil or to uncover or one version even said to unwrap. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's, un- little does he know, little does our enemy know that through this Goliath he's thrown against us, mm-hmm. he's going to be unwrapping the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. He's going to be shining a light on the fear of some people mm-hmm. and the faith of others. Yeah. 
And in the people of faith, will unwrap the giftings of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, mm -hmm. gifts of healing, to walking. I mean, and he who sits in the heavens laughs. Yeah, amen. Because he's had a plan all along. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yay, Jesus. <laughs> so the reproach there meant to disregard, to pay no attention to. So we have that down to uh, neglect or to give little attention to or respect. You know, women through the years have not been respected. We saw mm -hmm. that earlier on in an episode before. The philosophers back in the day when Paul was preaching, the influence of the philosophers was very strong. Mm -hmm. And uh, the woman was disrespected greatly. And so um, she didn't get her due attention. But today is a day of women. And women have come busting out of that uh, that place of reproach. Mm -hmm. And now we were going too far. <laughs> I remember a, a preacher years ago when I was just early in the faith uh, saying that if the devil can't hold you back mm -hmm. from the 100 percent, he'll push you to the 150. Mm -hmm. But either way, you're off cuff. Right. You know, you're not in the right timing. You're not in the right in your lane position. <laughs> yeah, you're not in your lane. So uh, women have gone to the 150. Yeah. And we need to true. pull back a little bit into the 100 percent. Yeah. So that's what. This is a good book on that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but the antonym for disregard, I like to do word studies because it helps me get a better, a better picture. Mm -hmm. uh, the antonym for that is, is uh, for the disregard, is to cherish something, mm. to appreciate it and hold it dear, and to show affection uh, uh, and encourage. So we can always encourage. Uh, if you start encouraging people, mm -hmm. that's... That helps swallow up that spirit of reproach. Right. Don't you we think? have to encourage ourselves. Right. Well, David <laughs> encouraged himself in yeah, the Lord. Amen. Remember? I was encouraging myself this morning when I got out of the car. You are the <laughs> righteousness of God in Christ. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in amen. Jesus' name. You know, just amen. just just speak it out. Because <laughs> see what happens. You know, uh, when uh, one one picture of that is when we used to be in that building across the way there. The ceiling was real low. Mm -hmm. And so we were there seven years. So we had seven years to fill the atmosphere with praise. We had mm -hmm. good praise times and fill the atmosphere with praise. Well, we moved over here and look how high the ceilings are. Mm -hmm. And you know what people would say? People left. Some people left. I just don't feel the love anymore. <laughs> I thought, well, we're the same people. Right. But we hadn't had time to fill all this other, all this yeah. space with praise. Mm -hmm. We hadn't had time to fill it up. Kind of soak it. <laughs> yeah, to, to soak. So now we're well soaked, you yeah, know. Amen. But, but back then, so it took a while to fill it up. Well, that just shows you that the if you keep the atmosphere around us, if we keep it filled with praise, amen. you can put on music, you can say it yourself, mm -hmm. um, speak the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're in the car, just start praying in tongues. Amen. Uh, speaking the Word of God to yourself, mm -hmm. but it's filling the atmosphere around you mm -hmm. and demonic activity can't get through that. Right. Right. It's like so when it's just we just being smart. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's strategic to yeah, be thankful. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It really is. Just when we can <clears throat> just let praises flow out of our mouth, it's hard to focus on what we don't have and what's not right and what's, you know, all the negatives. And well, what that's what happened to the woman to in the garden. Mm -hmm. How sometimes I think there's a woman in this garden. She was in a perfect environment, yeah. a perfect environment. Mm -hmm. And he was able to reach her and, and um, he reproached her. Mm -hmm. he, he's, that's where he yeah. started it, you know, so. 
So anyway, uh, this is a little saying that I've always used through the years. The New Testament in the Old Testament is concealed, and the Old Testament in the New Testament is revealed. And we've been talking about that a little bit, just looking at this story with David. The stories in the Old Testament are powerful, and they are real real happenings, Mm -hmm. Um, but they... uh, how do I translate that to my kitchen today? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm standing in my kitchen trying to figure something out. How do I translate those mm-hmm. stories, you know? And uh, so learning how to pull the principles out mm-hmm. that are New Testament principles, but the principles are, are, are in, the, uh, in the Old Testament story. So re- remember, look for the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's concealed in Old Testament stories. And the Old Testament in the New Testament is revealed. So um, we're looking at every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, that's the truth that you can relate to that story with David. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. So uh, then uh, here we kind of get into First Samuel seventeen eight and nine. Uh, Goliath comes on the scene, and uh, and then down in verse eight and nine, he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said to them. Why are you come out to set your battle in array? I thought this was interesting because we've talked about order a lot. Remember, God so loved the world, the orderly arrangement, Mm -hmm. the cosmos, that he gave his only begotten son. So God loved the world so much that he gave his his only begotten son to to get the creation order back in order. Mm -hmm. And that included souls that were lost dying and going to hell right. to get back to get back in order and get saved. The salvation package is right. in there. But it's also order, just order. The purpose, position, and power of the woman, mm-hmm. the purpose, position, and power of the man mm-hmm. made in the image of God. The order of things. And this is what he cried. The armies, the word armies has to do with order, uh, ranking and orderly arrangement of Israel. You know what Israel means? What? Well, I'll tell you. It means to rule as a prince with God. Wow. Yeah. Israel. El is God. Ra is power, mm-hmm. ruling power. To rule as a prince with God. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be ruling as princes with God. That's what he, he delegated his authority to us. Amen. I think that's one of the big missing elements in the church as a whole. There are people that know it, and there, mm-hmm. there are people that are are developed in it, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that don't even know what you're talking about, and they go yeah. back to God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. Yes, God is sovereign, but He has sovereignly invested His authority in man. You uh, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, mm-hmm. subdue, and take dominion. Yes, Amen. We have a we have a part to play. We do, <laughs> and if you're going to be fruitful, multiply. And replenish, you better learn how to subdue and take dominion, mm-hmm. right? Yes, amen. So he cried, why, why are you come out to set your battle in array? Why are you bothering to get in order? I'm bigger than you. I'm going to take you out. <laughs> Am I not a Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose you a man for you. Uh, you know, Saul was really a picture of the flesh. Mm-hmm. David is a picture of the spirit. But Saul would be a picture of the flesh. So he was challenging where they're in their flesh. Right. Aren't you a uh, servant of Saul? Choose you a man 
I like to laughingly say he didn't ask for a woman because she'd probably <laughs> talk him down. <laughs> Choose you a man for you. Let him come and come down to me. That's another thing is to notice is what he's saying, you come down to me. Mm-hmm. David was going to have to come down from his faith right. level mm-hmm. to fight Goliath the way Goliath wanted mm-hmm. him to. You, in, in the book of um, Nehemiah, mm-hmm. Sanballat and... Uh, when Nehemiah was up on the wall, building the wall for mm-hmm. Jerusalem, um, uh, Sanballat was an enemy and was trying to talk him, inviting him for coffee, if you will, to come into this meeting. And, and, and Nehemiah says, I'm doing a great work here. Why should I come down right. to you? So notice when the word come down is a Get down here where I can beat you up. Right. <laughs> That's well, what get he's down here to your flesh. In my level, yeah. Get, down, in your, get in, in your, the flesh right. so I can exactly. win. And that is a very, that's the low level of how we operate. It is. is in the flesh. Years ago, I had, um, oh gosh, let's notice the clock. Years <laughs> ago, I had a situation dealing with, with a person and um, they called me late at night and felt like they were going to die before morning. Mm. And, um, and they literally, they were an hour and a half away from me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I'm got three kids, you know, I couldn't just drop everything and go. Yeah. And, and so I was just like, they're telling me, well, I don't think I'll be alive in the morning. And I'm like, Lord, what am I? <sighs> yeah. But you know, when you get in the spirit, mm-hmm. you get out of the emotional realm. Right. And I, I just got real quiet for a moment. And the Lord said, she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. She'll be fine. So I said, I'll be there in the morning as early as I can. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she was fine. Yeah. And it all turned out fine. But uh, it, it was scary, you know. Right. And and if I'd have reacted in my flesh, mm-hmm. I'd have probably jumped in the car and gone somewhere and messed up everything. Yeah, that's true. It Faith could have altered the, the outcome. It could have. Yeah. I hadn't ever really thought of it, <laughs> thought it through that way, but that's true. Anyway, he says, um, if he, if this man be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall you be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said in 1 Samuel 17, 10 and 11, the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we might fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly affect, and greatly afraid. And we'll, we'll finish there because it is 30 minutes. But just listen, when they heard, mm-hmm. and that takes me back to uh, Joshua and Rahab, mm-hmm. and she says, and we'll probably get into it next week. I don't have it right here, I don't think. She says, no, I don't. Uh, uh, Rahab says to Joshua, when we heard, it's in Joshua chapter 3 and in chapter 5, when we heard about what the God of Israel had done by parting the Red Sea, mm-hmm. our hearts melted within us. Mm. And you notice that scripture said they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their right. testimony. When the devil hears you speak that word, his heart will melt within mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we'll just leave him all melted on the floor right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just to remember how powerful we really are. Right. And we and we have it invested in us in, in Christ. Amen. So 
Next week, what we will deal with is we're going to finish this up because I want to get into prayers, the prayers in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at a women of prayer and how powerful, what are the powerful prayers of the Bible and kind of in, uh, go through them and interpret them a little bit. But we'll finish up because next week uh, we want to look at uh, where does reproach come from? And it's in the 10th slide there. Our sin nature, prejudices, graven image, molten images, disobedience to God's Mm -hmm. word. There's a lot of different avenues that reproach will enter into our lives in. And we need to be aware of those and be wise to the wiles of the devil. Devil. He has his methods that he uses over and over and over. That's (laughs) all he knows. So we want to be able to be on top of that. Amen. 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 Well, bless you. Yes, thank you all for joining us. I, I just want to say hi to Miss yes. Barbara Wright and Miss Raja. Yes, we're so glad y'all were here. And uh, we'll be back next week. And don't forget, if you would like a copy of this booklet, Above Reproach, uh, send us an email. And Miss Karen DiGenova is in the yes. sanctuary with us today. So. <laughs> Our live studio audience. <laughs> Our first fan. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you all and yes, have a we blessed do. Thank you. week. And we'll see you next week. Amen. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.